Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, alongside Beth Popnikolov, and we've got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to be talking about everything around student housing, luxury condominiums, what this means for manufacturers, and we've got a great guest lined up for us today. I'm super excited to welcome into the studio Jenny Peoples. She's a community manager for Townside Community Management, which means she's a facilities manager, which is one of the most sought after audiences for building materials manufacturers and building products companies. And she's here to tell us all about what she needs from great suppliers and great products. Jenny, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for having me. I've been in the industry here with community associations for about five and a half years. Before that, I was in the student housing world and did leasing and service management for a very large student housing organization here in Blacksburg. And the company I'm with, Townside, we have over about 65 associations in the greater New River Valley here in Virginia that we oversee. And they range from student housing to luxury condominiums to an RV park that we manage. We have single family home, townhome neighborhoods, so quite a wide portfolio. And we work with vendors, contractors all day long. So I'm excited to have this conversation and give some of my insight and then in turn, learn a bit more about how I can be a better partner to them too. Jenny, how many properties do you all oversee? We have two divisions of our company and the rental division side, we have about 700 rentals with the majority of those being student housing and serving the large universities in our area. And then we have our community management division, which I'm a part of, where we have about 65 different types of either condominium or homeowners associations. And in Virginia, they're called common interest communities. So it's just a collection of owners who need to pay into a fund to serve a common element of all those owners. What does it look like for you to interact with building materials products? Do you have a portfolio and you're like, I'm just pulling from tried and true? Or are you looking for net new solutions when you need a product in one of your properties that you manage? Sometimes we will even have contractors reach out to us when they have a product that's on the market that they think would be helpful. We had someone come and visit with us a year or two ago when they had a liquid material that was applied to asphalt shingles, and it was in order to extend the life of the granular on the shingle. So they reached out to us and said, you obviously have a connection to a significant amount of homeowners. And some of our single family home setups, we cover the roofs in their monthly assessment and some the owner's responsible to take care of it. So either way, they wanted to make sure that we as the manager had this information to share with the board of directors who would be the decision maker and I could get that information in front of them or I could pass on materials of, hey, this is a product that would extend the life of your roof and would be something that you might want to look into. So that's one example that jumped to mind of someone just knocking on our door and reaching out to us. We also will reach out to our experts in each of the fields that we work in, whether it be shingles or asphalt pavement, or we have instances where we're working even on home appliances like a water heater or HVAC systems that we're involved with and want to know what's on the market and what are new features for those that we need to be aware of. Beth mentioned a minute ago, Jenny, that you know, a lot of manufacturers, you are the audience they want to market to because you oversee hundreds of properties and your ability to select a product that could get chosen for, as I said, hundreds. What are ways that you like manufacturers and or suppliers to reach out to you? And what are ways that you do not like? 
I'm going to start with what I don't like because I see it so often is what appears to be some type of computer generated message being blasted to me. It's not personal or relevant to maybe the region I'm working in, or I can just tell right off the bat that it's not pertinent to what association managers do or what the region in our area is experiencing. I get blast notifications like that a lot for say, elevator companies. And right away, I'll see that that company is in Georgia. And the guy up in Roanoke is the one who's going to be feasibly able to service the elevators that we have. So just because we're a little bit more remote in this area, some of those turn me off. However, I've worked with companies in DC and Charlotte that will come and service a large project because they can bring a whole team up here. So I don't want to say it automatically turns me off if you're not in the area, but it will if it's very clear to me that you are just fishing for leads and you're not in tune with what could be an actual service that you're providing for one of the associations. So I see that a lot. Like I said, there's multiple organizations that will reach out in that manner. And I see it from different marketing companies or software companies as well, where it's just a blanket to a listserv, basically. And I'll right away just delete those. (laughs) They're not relevant. Where I see folks in the industry doing it well is I will get a call from someone saying it's really more like a lead setup because of relationships. So someone will call me and say, I'm not sure if you've worked with this company before, but they just did a roof on a friend of mine's house and it was excellent and you should be in touch with them. Or have you worked with this contractor? Have you seen their software they use that integrates your exact dimensions into the platform and then you can manipulate it and tinker with what your needs are? So a lot of times relationships are what funnel those leads to me. And then I'll pick up the phone and call them and say, hey, you might be a great fit for a project we're looking at. I never have an issue sending out a scope of work to someone who I've not worked with before and letting it organically form from that. Like, for example, if I have a large roofing contract I'm working on, I'm more than happy to send out that scope, let them know, you know, here's a map of the units, here's an address you can go to. This is the timeline I'm looking on. If you can get that proposal back to me, it'll go in front of the board with all the others. If I've not worked with you before, I may ask for, you know, a reference of someone that you've recently done work with, or even in addition to that samples of, you know, is there a house nearby in the area I can drive by and see where you redid those shutters or where you've, you know, recently painted the house. That way I can put eyes on it too. So a lot of it organically forms with relationships of owners that I have or folks that have stopped by and I've built a relationship too. So it sounds, Jenny, like when you need something like you need to work on a project or you've got maintenance coming up or just routine, regular maintenance, not necessarily a large project, it sounds like you're going more to the contractor, the builder, the installer, the person that would actually be doing the project and getting their recommendations versus doing like your own research online or looking for websites or searching. Is that right? In most cases, that's correct. There is an instance on a project I'm working on that has a unique need for steel components. And in that case, I have a wider net because that's just not something that regionally we have a lot of. They're going to be subcontractors. So in that case, I'm actually going to the industry association. So not long ago, I was on, I think, North Carolina's association site for steel erectors (laughs) and trying to find, you know, regional companies that do that type of work. So then I can reach out to them to say, is this a project that would be within your wheelhouse? Because it is so specific. 
So yes, in most cases, I have, you know, almost a Rolodex in my head of folks I've worked with that have proven tried and true. And then in some cases, I am going to sites to look at specific products that fit into the project that I have coming up. I know that in cases too, we've looked for a specific type of vinyl product. And I've then gone searching or calling local suppliers of those in our region to say, okay, where do you get yours from? Because I then need to be on the end call with that person or especially when there's discontinued products like a fence post or something that the developer had installed that they don't make anymore. Sometimes I'll go sleuthing to see where I can get to the products themselves. But I would say most of the time, it is the contractor or the company that's coming to me and saying, this is the product that we provide and warranty that we have a relationship with the end product. So For example, last night I had a board of directors meeting and we have a roof replacement coming up. I have three or four different proposals on that section of roofing. All of those had a different type of architectural shingle that they like, a different manufacturer they work with. So then it kind of becomes the board's homework of if we don't really have that preference, what's going to determine if we go with, you know, a specific type of shingle versus the shingle. And so then I kind of have to go through their contracts to see what did they highlight about the warranty or what did they say was better about their product than the products on the market. So something that I think in this example that contractors could do better would be maybe to bullet point that for me when they send the proposal right away to say, attach this the proposal that I worked on. I want to highlight what your board needs to know or what you need to know to communicate to them that this is a superior product than the proposal you're looking at next to this and why it costs more or why our labor is different because we have a different workmanship warranty, those types of things. So sometimes doing the homework for me and having it bullet pointed will make it faster that I can just get that information to the board and it's not taking me time to research (laughs) and figure out what the differences are. Jenny, talk to me about what you guys are seeing in the economy. You're managing so many different rentals. You're understanding, I know it might be a specific market, but you probably have a pulse on what's happening in other industries as well. Are you seeing more demand? Are there certain parts of the market that are softening? Tell me what you're seeing. We're in a little bit of a niche market because of the university climate that we have here. I don't think that where other regions have maybe seen slowing of sales. I know we had a really big peak last year in 2022. I'm thinking more of really all over single family homes and condominiums. Our region has still continued to see that is still very competitive. With interest rates being up, I've probably had a few less sales in single-family homes this year than I did last year. I rate that based on each sale that happens in a community association we prepare paperwork for. So I have a grasp of how often I did them or which community I did less of this year than I did last year. I will tell you, though, even in the student housing area... I have four bedroom condos that I manage. And the moment one of those is even mentioned of being on the market, I have parents calling me who want to buy that so that their student for the next three years has confirmed housing and at a rate that is much less than what the you know traditional rental market is. So I see the element of it where they want to purchase a condominium in our area. I also see it from the rental side of we were, I think we're almost at 100%. We maybe have a handful of units that have not leased for this year, which for that volume of rental units is pretty incredible. So again, the universities that are in this area are stable for what I see on the student housing side. But even in the single family homes, the values there, I will say too, that I've seen a lot more of folks coming from out of town to buy versus folks who already live here and then are looking to move and buy just because of the interest rates. 
But those are all elements at play. So I would say the market's still very strong. And we're seeing that certainly in neighborhoods where those condominiums are providing a lot of value. I see a lot of retirees, empty nesters, like jumping on those right away when they're not in that student housing element. I'm thinking in the greater area right outside of the universities. Those, I have people call me and they say, I know that you manage that neighborhood. If you even hear of one, I want to be on the list of people you call. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not a realtor, but I'm happy to let you know <laughs> that this is where I'd be looking for those listings. Jane, this has been super helpful. If someone wants to connect with you or reach out, what's the best way for them to do that? I would say through our website, I heavily use email. (laughs) That's my main communication. And they can send it directly through our website, which is townside.com. And they can go to our HOA division and just send it to it's HOA at townside.com. That goes straight to me and our owner as well. And that would be a quick way to funnel questions or comments to us. Our owners have, through our software, internal ways to reach us because we offer options where they can find all their minutes. And I even upload site plans and things like that. So if you're an owner within our internal network, you have different methods of reaching out to us too. Jenny, thanks again for coming on the show. We really appreciate your time and your insight and just willingness to share. And for our listeners, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you like, share, and review it. It always helps us win positive reviews on iTunes or Spotify. As well as check us out at vanvio.com slash podcast to subscribe and get more. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikolov. Thanks, everybody.